This is episode number 11 of the Icon Smart Podcast. Hi guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Before we start, I just want to acknowledge that our goal at the Institute of Construction Material is to help industry and academic partners however we can by giving you high quality information in the form of journal publication, online courses, and most recently via the means of this podcast. We bring you the latest updates about the current construction projects across Australia. It is solely for educational purposes, and we hope that by the end of each episode, you take away a handful of interesting insights for your next move. My name is Farid, your host for today. Welcome to the podcast, and without further ado, Let's jump into our this week's topic. You have seen throughout your life that the housing prices had never fallen down. Rather, it has always been on a growing slope, especially in large cities. So today we want to talk about the reasons and the ways to solve this issue and to avoid the inflationary prices. The idea is that economists are hesitant against inflation as as, uh, it is an indication for a weak economic performance and a uh, low value of money. Um, the inconsistency that we see in the supply of housing and the rising housing prices is uh, nonetheless relevant to the banking strategies um, in an economy. Throughout the history, banks had tried to ease the purchase of houses uh, for people by lending money. In the conventional format, that is called um, property investment portfolio, the bank uh, charges interest rate on the money lent, currently about 3%. This means that if you decide to buy a house at a market price of let's say $500,000 in Sydney Metro, by the end of the mortgage terms, you have to pay back $515,000. Now, according to the Australian Bureau of Statistics, the wages growth rate was about one8 in June 2020, uh, which is a downward trend since 1998 from about 3% to now 1.8%. What it means is that a typical employee of the government cannot simply afford to pay back the mortgage uh, by a margin of 1.2%. That's terribly wrong. Although what we see in the construction industry is pretty inconsistent with even traditional economic theories. We have learned that as the supply of a particular asset, um, in this case a house, increases, the price typically tends to fall down. Inarguably, the construction industry in Sydney is performing pretty well. Uh, take this example. In a single off-site factory, we build uh, the structural elements of three houses every day, i.e. a single factory is capable of boosting the supply of housing in a considerable scale and there are many other factories like that Um, and also 
other form of um, like building technologies across Australia. Um, there's not only the off-site manufacturing that can build the houses. Um, meanwhile, the population growth, or let's call it the demand for housing, is not as high as the supply. Um, there is definitely something wrong here. A massive regulatory burden doesn't allow the affordable housing prices, and that is the current banking strategy. Now, let's see why the housing prices are always on the rise. An average person with the most basic mathematical skills and the mentality to earn profit wants to sell its assets at a higher price that he or she had bought it for. Um, if you buy a house at a given price, you want to sell it by an appropriate margin to earn your profit, which makes sense to a degree. But governments uh, had tackled this issue in the Europe uh, by issuing negative interest rates for housing loans. Bankers have multiple investment classes, property being one of them. Um, there are companies' shares government bonds and many other classes of investment in a bank that the bankers can earn profit from. Of course, it is the case uh, if the banks decide to be profit-driven. But uh, the European countries had decided to go negative in their property investment class to avoid the rise of, uh, to avoid the rise of housing prices. And it is absolutely beautiful because uh, by doing so, you will basically allow more people to buy a house for their family and become independent. Youngsters at this day and age cannot simply afford to be independent in terms of home ownership sooner than 30 years of age without, the, uh, without receiving help from their families. And it's kind of dramatic um, since it causes so many social downturns. In simple words, families without financial security struggle with um, raising kids if they feel their home is not actually theirs. Um, anyway, the negative interest rate helps in lowering the housing prices. What it does is that once the bank had lent, um, let's say, $500,000 to buy a house, in let's say 10 years of the mortgage term, it asked for, again, let's say uh, 480000 at a price lower than the amount you actually bought the house for. So now, even if you decide to earn profit uh, by selling your new house, the competition in the market doesn't allow you to sell at a higher price because now you're, as an individual, you're going to um, compete with the bank. Uh, what a fantastic way, really, to make the housing prices affordable. Just look at a strategy and how it benefits the whole society. Uh, it not only creates more value for the currency by avoiding inflation, but also allows more people to buy their very own home. But, and it's a really big but here, negative interest rate for property investments from the banker's perspective has to be mitigated somehow by other portfolios, i.e. if the bank decides to go negative in one asset class, it must go positive in another asset, asset class instead. Um, in the idea of circular economy, the share prices of construction companies had shown a negative trend in the past decade. Um, and it's terribly bad because managers uh, lose their motivation in building new houses, um, financially of course. 
So if the bank decides to go negative in home loans, interest rates, they must ensure a positive growth of uh, share prices issued by the public construction firms um, instead in order to guarantee the profitability of um, their investment portfolio for themselves. Given all with the same supply of money, uh, without the need for printing money and pouring it in the society. Before we wrap up our today's episode, I should remind you of the upcoming fourth international webinar on construction materials. Last year, we had been honored with the participation of experts and academics from various disciplines and companies. And the video archives are available to you on our YouTube channel. And this year, you are also invited to join us either as a speaker to present your recent achievements or as a listener to learn the latest trends in construction. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Our mission at the Institute is to help you gain an insight about the construction industry today that enables you to either start or grow your business. There are plenty of useful information on our website www.iconsmart.com.au that you can get benefit of. Thank you for listening. Until next week, take care and enjoy the life.